legends welcome back yes you haven't heard that theme song for a while have you but guess what we are back in a big big way uh it's the start of the new year we've had a very long layoff where we're a 150 day sort of grass-fed type operation mm. here. we're back jackson and geez it's good to see you yeah good to see you mate punters welcome back we've got some sun on the back mate there's a few more rolls on the stomach that weren't there last year so um i'm back on the treadmill mate and hopefully the punters are ready to go again Absolutely. It's good to good to see the roles, actually. It's nice to see you in a little bit of a different light. Um, but you know, you'll have a good pre-season. You'll get everything back rolling again. It's good. That's right. It's good. What, what have you been up to? What's been happening? What's been going on? Mate, just back to work this week. Got away um, up the coast a few times. Got to see the old man's family as well. Um, that was always good. And, mate, fucking a few rounds of golf, let me tell you. Not good golf, but a few rounds of golf. Right. And just hitting him no good. Yeah, look, mate, lucky you drive the cart around. You're into the woods, you're into the fucking water, over the back, everywhere, mate. But good cardio, so that's one thing you can get out of it. <laughs> Fantastic. Good to How about you. yourself, oh, mate? Uh, What's been going on? Yeah, uh, what have I been doing? Christmas, I feel like it's been nonstop since Christmas. Um, Christmas, then I went to Lost Paradise over New Year's, which was a big four days to anyone who doesn't know out there. It's a music festival up in Glenworth Valley. So I went to there for four days. And then needed four days of recovery when I got back. Um, so it's really an eight-day festival, but you only pay for half of it. Well, you pay, pay in a different way, I guess. Um, and yeah, just down in Melbourne at the moment for the Oz Open, which is pretty cool. I've never been down here for the Oz Open. Um, it's it's an unbelievable, mate. There's so many people in Melbourne at the moment. It's just pumping. Sport um, capital of the world, mate, they call it. Unbelievable, isn't it? The fucking complexes really? they got down there. You look at Flemington as, as a race course. I know we always bring it back to racing, but it really is some of the, like one of the most beautiful tracks out there. Yeah, 100%. And just like, I'd never even really noticed the tennis centre, but it's right next to the MCG. Then you've got 15 like really nice tennis courts there. Then you go a couple of Ks up the road, you've got Caulfield, Mooney Valley's a half an hour stretch away. There's just so much happening down here. It's um, yeah, it's such a cool place and I'm really enjoying it. I've been here for a week or so, but I've actually, I should tell you this. Mm. I, we, we have a bit of a chat before. I've been with three women down here, Jackson. Right. Three women. It's been fantastic. Lovely time. A couple of nice dinners, but I can't tell you how nice it is to chat some shit with you. <laughs> It's gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. I'm no no biting the tongue for half an hour, here, Jacko. That's right, Keno's mate. The punters don't discriminate, so we're here and they love it. <laughs> um, now a bit of a weird one with Queensland Racing at the moment. Um, they obviously they had Saturday's meeting, which is their big meeting for the entire year. They have their Magic Millions Day. They run two races and then a bit of a debacle with the weather. They decide that they have to move the meeting to Thursday talk thoughts like what are you like what are they doing with oh, thursday 
Look, we're obviously looking at it from the outside in, and it's been an absolute circus from the outside for the last week or so. If you think about horses getting loose on that sand race that they do as an exhibition, just after the week that a horse got loose on track on race day at the Gold Coast, you then fast forward seven days, they've got one huge meeting for the year, right? Gold Coast is not Flemington, Randwick, where they have 15 top meetings throughout the year. They've got one weekend to get it right, specifically, and they fucked it, Ned. One thing that really shoots me, right, if you look back to the autumn and the spring, and I know I'm going on a rant here, mate, and I'm kicking them (laughs) while they're down. So I'm going to put my hand up, I'm kicking them while they're down. But one thing I don't like about Australian racing, we've just come out of the spring and the autumn, and it's been heavy rain for the most of, of our race days, right? Most of them were just marred, and it was hard for the punters, jockeys, everyone, owners, everyone was disappointed. The second we get a dry deck and we've got the opportunity to run on firm decks, fast decks, they hammer it with water. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Honestly. I don't know. It, it's look, ridiculous. It, it's above my pay grade, these sorts of deci- decisions, Ned, but I'm a big advocate of letting horses run on firm decks, let them run fast, let them run time. Let's break some records for these courses, right? There's nothing wrong with a firm deck because you're always going to run. The wetter it gets and, you know, like Saturday and unforeseen shower comes in, it's all over. Yeah. I remember a few years ago that there were firm decks all the time when we had that heat wave, heat wave and you saw track records get broken all the time. Mm. And it, it was actually kind of cool to see like how far horse racing's come, how far the training's come, all yep. that sort of stuff as well. So you're right. Like let these horses run. Let's compare them to the greats that have run before as well. Absolutely. Like, compare them instead of making them these mud pits. So absolutely. Spot on. But Look, as weird as the Thursday meeting is and as stupid as a decision as it's been made, we do get a meeting and we get to go through it. So that's, that is exciting. And there's a plenty of money on the line. It's called the Magic Millions for a very good reason. Every race is worth more than a million bucks. Mm. We're going to go through races three all the way through to eight. Um, and they've got eight races on the card on the weekend. So we're just skipping the first two. Are you ready to rumble? I'm ready to rock and roll, mate. Hopefully the punters are too, mate. Let's do it. Love to hear it. So one of the big ones for the days where we kick it off. So race three, it's the $2 million star uh, Magic Millions two-year-old classic. A couple of champions won it over the last few years and it's always a really, really good race. Um, I like that we've seen a lot of these two-year-olds already too. Like we saw Mm. them late in the spring, um, just before sort of Christmas and stuff as well. So you've got a little bit of an idea for what these horses can do. Top of the market's Empire of Japan. You got McDonald on for the Snowdens. It's five bucks. Platinum Jubilee, six fifty. Skirt the Law, six fifty, as well as Sovereign Fund at sevens. Uh, Empress of Wonder, fourteen dollars. Croatian Bell, fifteen. Royal Entrance is sixteen dollars. Um, next, we got Summer Loving, sixteens. Infatuation, seventeens. Fire Lane, twenties. Sun Source, twenty threes. Miss Cuda, twenty sevens. XL Dior for one of our good mates, Brody Loy, is forty ones. Mm. Godfather 46 with Chrysaor at 61s. She's a rogue 71s. And then the rest there are 150s and more, Jackson. Yeah, heavy speed engaged here, Neg. We expect Skirt the Law to go forward from the inside barrier. Royal entrance drawn towards the middle. They're going to roll forward. Sovereign fund also for the China Thoroughbred. They'll go forward as well. XL Dior drawn the widest for Loy, as you said. He's probably going to have to whip forward with her and inject some more uh, pace into there. There's a few drawn outside as well, like Fire Lane, She's a Rogue, Godfather, that have shown speed as well, and they can potentially roll forward from there. But the rest is a nightmare. It all comes down to what the instructions are and the tactics, and these two-year-old races can always be messy. 
I just wanted to quickly touch on the track, Ned. We obviously had a, a bit of a rant before, but at the moment we're looking at a heavy nine. There has been showers over the last 48 hours um, up at the Gold Coast. The next couple of days look okay, though. Fingers crossed. I, I sort of bit my tongue before I said that, but fingers crossed there's no more showers. And more to the point, fingers crossed there's no more fucking sprinklers going on the track. Yes. Those Very are the true. main things Very there. But look, this is a two-play strategy for me, Ned. I don't normally like to step into two-year-old races, especially early in the season. But being a feature race, I've got to get the wallet out for a bit. I think Regan Bayless uh, has a good mount here in Platinum Jubilee. Has already got that scout first up. It was an absolutely breathtaking run. If anyone goes back and finds that replay of its debut at Ramwick, it was exceptional. Horses... First of all, horses in general, but let alone two-year-olds don't finish off the way that horse did. It went all the way back to last, went back to the fence, checked its run three or four times, weaved the passage through and still won easily. So for a horse like that to quicken on the heavy going is a big advantage going into Saturday. And I think that price around a $7 mark I saw at the moment um, looks to be a pretty favorable price there. The one I want to save on as well is Empress of Wonder. I think it's got ability. Stepping up to the 1,200 meters is going to be a huge advantage for this horse. Annabelle Nation's got this. Chad Schofield does have to negotiate that wider barrier, but I actually don't think that's going to be too much of a disadvantage just because of the way the track played on Saturday. We're obviously coming back to the scene of the crime at Gold Coast. They were getting so far off the fence that it didn't matter where you draw as long as it wasn't the inside. So I'm pretty happy with my two selections here. The main bet going to be Jubilee, and I'm going to save Empress of Wonder around the $15 mark. I'm with you with Platinum Jubilee. I was I, I was really taken by this horse's trial um, before its first run. Um, the jockey, whoever rode it that day, had to switch it on with a little bit of a cut with the whip and it actually attacked the line really well. Came on, obviously, over the 1,000 metres to win in a really, really good fashion and then just nabbed on the line over 1,100 second up. It looks like a horse that <clears throat> will like 1,200 metres. Um, there's a lot of speed engaged here as well. So I think Regan can go back on this horse and then hopefully there's been enough speed on that he can finish over the top of him. So I'm with Platinum Jubilee as well. Mm. Um, just want to make mention, Empire of Japan. Hasn't yeah, we, done have to. we have to. We have to. Really hasn't done a lot wrong. Probably got a little bit too far back first up um, and was still just too good for him. Like one by three lengths. Um, J-Mac on as well. Like it's got a bit of a, a smell about it and you get five bucks. So if you did like it, you'd never turn anyone off it. Yeah, for sure. It, it is probably a case of the J-Mac tax, which we'll probably see throughout this card. But yeah, I'm, I agree with you. You have to pay a level of respect, especially at the $5. It's not as if it's $2.50 with J-Mac on. That'd be a different story. But $5, it's still potentially a bet. The risk you're taking is stepping up to $1,200, but it does have heavy form. So the horses that are 1-2 in the market have that heavy form, which the market loves. Absolutely. Um, race four, let's move on. So it's over the fourteen twenty-five. very specific um, it's the $2 million again, the three-year-old guineas for the Magic Millions. Um, top of the market, we got Yellow Brick at 390, who's putting a little bit of a picket fence together. It's won four on the trot now. Um, Russian Conquest is 440, Spiritualized 850. Then you got double figures. So Hell I Am, Tijuana, they're around $10, $12. Uh, Latakia is 14, Stroll 18s, Fashion Legend 19s, Soothsayer 20s. Green Shadows is $23. Then you got King's Consort at 31s. West of Africa, Shillelagh, both 40s. Tyressa is 51s and the rest are $71 and more, Jackson. Latakia and Yellow Brick drawn towards the fence. They're going to go forward. Spiritualized is drawn 16 and is going to inject some speed as well. Hell I Am's drawn towards the middle and not too far away. And Tijuana also looks to map pretty well. Mashani Warfare, not too far away from the inside as well. 
Another difficult race, Ned, another capacity field. We'll have to see the scratchings that potentially come out over the next 48 hours, and we should pay some level of respect to that to the previous race as well. A couple of bets here for me. They're both at uh, double-figure odds. It's just that type of day coming on Thursday. First bet for me is Hell I Am, Jamie Carr's mount. is a horse that's building a beautiful record. John O'Shea's got this thing. It took on the older horse's last prep and won very well on a heavy deck at Ranwick. So that wet track form is franked. It seems to enjoy that and can still quicken off that heavy deck. Importantly, it's drawn away from the fence as well and should be only, let's say, three or four pairs back at worst. So a lot in this horse's favour going into Thursday. So pretty happy with it as the top pick. The horse I want to save on is Stroll. Uh, Craig Williams has got this thing. You don't normally see Craig uh, riding a horse at this odds. It's just close to 20 to 1. It's a horse that has promised a lot, but a lot hasn't gone right as well this campaign. It did get the kill two back, but it just looked like it peaked on its run a little bit um, last start. Definitely a horse that's been looking to get up to 1,400, though. So I think it's going to be rock hard fit coming in uh, and definitely been a target the whole way for Stroll. So main bet, hell I am on top, and I'm going to save Stroll at around the $20 mark. Considering we're in different states, it looks like we've done the form together. I like Hell I Am as well. Uh, the heavy track form, obviously a massive tick. That's sort of what I went into the, when I was doing my form, I did go in looking for those horses that did go quite well on the heavy or have some history on it. Mm. Hell I Am, $10. Um, I thought it was a really, really nice win first up. Um, that was at, was that at Wyong, was it? Yeah, Wyong there, yeah. over 1,200 metres. Um, and then a little bit unlucky, as you mentioned, second up. So I think it's a horse that, it looks over the odds in this race. There's definitely some quality. Like you look at Tijuana even is $12 and is coming out of some really nice races through the spring. I'm happy with Hell I Am and Jamie Carr on board as well. My main thing with this race and the reason I wanted to go around the top two, Yellow Brick, it's just a big step up in class. Mm. Like I know that like you can, all you can do is win. Yep. But coming out of Woomba races and only winning by a length to me is just when Alpine edges in the first race of the day. I just I don't I don't know if I can have it as favourite. And then mm. Russian Conquest like just goes no good in the wet. Like yeah, doesn't go an inch in the wet. So yep. I instantly looked around and I'm with Hell I am. Yeah, and it will be a genuinely heavy track come Thursday. Make no mistakes about it. There's too much water and too much traffic spit on this track over the last two weeks. You can be confident it's going to be heavy. Uh, moving on, so race five, we've got over 1,300 metres. It's the million-dollar tab, Magic Millions. Um, perfect, that makes sense. Uh, Kiku is $3.80. Brooks buys fives. Barossa Rossa, sorry, Barossa Rosa is sevens. Uh, Mimi Lagarde is $9. Vangelic, 12s, as well as Jamea. So is Diamonds, actually, 12, three of them. Uh, Bella Rogues, 15s. Uh, Terra Meads is 21s with Miss Hipstar at 23s. Vienna Princess 26. Uh, Zenifer, is it Zenifer? Talk to me. Zenifer? Yeah, I, I go with Zenifer. Ned, I've done that for sure, good. but let's roll with it. It's a nice name. 31. Van Gears 41s. Hell of a Dancer 46. And Russian Warrior is down the bottom at 126. Barossa Rosa and Vangelic. Uh, Waterhouse and Bot, we know what they do. They go forward. Hell of a Dancer, Brookspire, not too far away from their middle barriers. And Miss Hipster, I think, can boot up. Mimi Lagarde and Jamea, as is their pattern, they'll get back and just wait for their runs. I think Jamea is potentially the starting point, Ned. I know she's lost her way a bit over the last couple of preps, but she has been taking on the elite company most of the time. So this is a pretty genuine dropping class for her, and I think she's got to be paid respect at double-figure odds. A horse that I think might be a little bit skinny, but I am interested in, is J-Max Mount here, Brooksby. I feel like he could have had a couple of um, different rides, especially for Wally here, including Kiku, but he's elected to go with this horse here. 
there has to be something behind that. And I have to tip J-Mac at some point on this card, Nen, because you know, <laughs> purely he gets two or three every single ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every card he's getting two or three. So if you're not backing him at some stage, you're going to be losing, unfortunately. So Brookspear is the one I've identified. Looks like it's got a good wet track profile, and I'm confident in that. Last, similar to Jamea, last prep lost her way a little bit. But if you look to the previous preps, it's got some genuine wet track form, and I think she can step up here and you know get the job done at 13s. Um, she draws very well. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy with where she'll land. But Jamea, again, I want to pay respect to, and I don't want to leave her out. I like Jamea a little bit. I've been a fan throughout entire career. I worry about the wet track a little bit. It's probably my big query. Um, you get $12, and as you said, been competing in really good company as well. So definitely going to be on in some capacity. Um, and then the other one that I didn't mind, who's won two in a row, is Barossa Rosa. Goes good in the wet, um, hasn't really done a lot wrong. Pretty brave, I thought, last start as well, hanging on. Um, $7, I just thought there was a little play there, but I'm pretty much going to be betting very small in this race. Yeah. Race six, uh, another million dollar race. It's plenty of money getting around here. Um, it's the it's over twelve hundred meters and it's the little sprint. So we got a our first shorty really um, of the day that we're covered. King of Sparta, J Mac again, dollar ninety. Maltai is sevens, shooting for gold, eight dollars. Axe is elevens with Space Boy. Hard Empire is sixteen. Bondo is eighteens. Then you got Vowmaster at twenties as well as Snow Zone and Goldsboro is rounding them out at thirty fours. Jamie Carr looks to roll forward here with Space Boy for Gary Portelli. Now Ty is probably going to sit outside its girth and they're likely one, two in running. The other one with genuine toe over the first half of its races is Axe, drawn the absolute widest. So I think they're the first three in running. Hard Empire is not too far away from that inside. King of Sparta probably rolls back and potentially in the last pair or second last pair from there. Blondo and Vowmaster are the other two going back. I think we have to start with him, Ned, because he's a he's a boom horse, isn't he, King of Sparta? He's got the the sexy colours, he's got the sexy trainers, all of it, right? He's got everything going for him. My big knock with him is, especially last prep, if you hone into those runs, his two failures last prep were on those rain-affected grounds. One was at Flemington, and the next was at uh, Ramwick, I believe. They were they when I say failures, compared to his SP profile, he's always thereabouts in the market. You can call them as failures, so. I'm just going to oppose him, especially under the $2 odds that we're seeing at the moment, unless we get, and I'm going to use the word again, Ned, the digestible word, unless we get some digestible odds about <laughs> King of Sparta, I won't be stepping in at this stage. The two that I have interest in is Space Boy for Gary Portelli and Maotai. They're the two that are going to roll forward and control this. They can essentially make this whatever tempo they like and make this a genuine pack coming up to the turn. So depending on where they're getting on the track on the weekend, that's probably the big tell. But you've got to put your faith in Jamie Carr to roll forward here with Space Boy and find that perfect lane to just get there. He's got a good wet track profile and has done nothing wrong in this prep. He's just been rock solid. Happy to butter up there. And Maotai's just got a bomb first up record. Unbeaten. Comes in three from three. Couple of nice little quiet trials. I'm happy to butter up as well. Like the way that Casey Fogman sort of left this horse for a first up attack here. Um, I think obviously three for three speaks for itself. But Maotai for me, around that $7 mark, has had a couple of wins on the soft as well. It's only had the one crack on the heavy. Um, so can't really say whether it goes any good on the really wet affected ground or not. I think around $7 seems like a pretty good price. I just want to take King of Sparta on at $1.90. I feel like yep. he's one of those horses that wins at 10s and then loses when he's short. Mm. Um, I just, I'm staying out at $1.90, but he definitely has some talent and he's really starting to come on as he's turning into a four-year-old now. 
Yeah, I think if we were to strike a dry track on Thursday, I would be saying that a dollar ninety is a fair price for King of Sparta. Yep, yep, for sure. Uh, race seven, moving on, is the Magic Million Syndicate. Um, it's over twelve hundred meters as well, so plenty of speed on this race day. Scalapini, top of the market's two dollars forty with eleven eleven three ninety. Hidden Wealth is eight fifty. Rangers nine fifty. Contemptuous is the first at double figures with thirteens. Uh, Rupertar is eighteen dollars. Centerfire twenty threes as well as direct. Uh, Mobstar is 27s, Dovetail Diva, 34s, Amathuva, 41s, and Genzai Wolf rounds them out at $81. Dovetail Diva goes forward, middle barrier. Centerfire is not too far away with direct as well. They're probably the first three. I think Contemptuous and Rangers drawn wider out can go forward uh, and potentially be fourth or fifth in running as well. This is a put-in, take-out job for me, Ned. Before, I didn't have too much confidence. Just wanted to sit back and assess where the track is at, how it's come up off the weekend. But this is one that I will be ste stepping into, rain, hail or shine, and that's Scalapini. I know it's short, it's a skinny price. There's no favours we're getting here, but I think it's a horse that's got panels as far as talent goes on this field. I do respect 11-11. I respect the booking of J-Mac. It's obviously a horse with talent, but the way Scalapini won the last race before it was tipped out for a spell, that was at Flemington and rolled forward on that occasion, was absolutely breathtaking. That was on a rain-affected track as well. So it's got that, that wet track credentials, and I'm happy to butter up here. Middle barrier rolls forward, potentially sixth, seventh in running, won't be too far away. And Zara's come up for the ride. So he'll just get it wherever he needs to on the track. He'll assess where things are at that point of the day. I think it's a fine price at the moment. It's best on the card for me. Yeah. Couldn't, yeah. I, I genuinely feel like we've spoken about this. We've sat there and done the form together, but it, it really is for me probably the most obvious one on the card. Yeah. When I look around it and look at 11 11, hidden wealth, these horses around it, I just, I don't think they have the the class at the moment that Scalapini has. He's on that real up trajectory as well. Um, his win at Flemington was really, really nice. And that's in front of Pinstripe, who you've seen contest all the big races over the spring as well, all-star miles, et cetera. So um, in its, in its three-year-old campaign anyway. So $2.40 for Scalapini. I've got to be with it. And seven starts for five wins on the soft is a good indicator that the horse does like a little bit of sting out of the track. So mm. Hoping Marky Zara can pull this one over the line. Um, final race we're going to cover. It's a little bit more of an open affair. It's over 14.25 as well. Um, Oscar Zulu's top of the market, $3.60. Emerald Kingdom, Kingdom is $8 as well as Holyfield, Evander. Petronius is $9. Paladas is $9.50. Then Amish Boy and Superium. Um, just having a look down the page here, for some reason... No, I've got yeah. Love Tap, $12. Vega, $1.14. 14s. Animate is 31s. King of Hastings, $35. Vinco, 41s. Edison is 67s. Then Shakiro, 67 as well with redouble and above and beyond. Guess what? Cricket score odds, Jackson, 101. Cricket season as well, Ned. I hope everyone's tuning into the Big Bash. Holyfield goes forward with Emerald Kingdom here, Ned. They're probably the first two in running. Petronius is not too far away. They've drawn the inside as well. Outside of that, King of Hastings and Shaquero, who's an emergency. Uh, another couple of horses that can inject some speed. Amish Boy, Vinco, Vega 1 and Superium all get back and find their spots. Very, very even contest here, Ned. And um, there's obviously three or four in the top of the market, but it's basically $6 the field. When I look at, and I don't always talk about the numbers here, Ned, but when I look at the qualifying runs for these horses... Between the top seven, there's one length separating them. So that's just how even these horses are as far as the times they're running. With that being said, I'm only back in two here and playing light. 
Holyfield is the first. We're going to put our trust in our mate Brody Lloyd to just whip forward and control it. Again, I want to be drawn away from the fence come Thursday. This horse is drawn 14. I think that's an advantage. We'll sit outside Emerald Kingdom. They'll probably control it between the two of them. They are old sparring partners, to be fair. They've both had, uh, I think it's the last three starts, they've let it controlled. The last start where they were run down by you called it, they both went too hard with the 60 kilos early and they just left themselves a bit vulnerable late to those horses on the on the minimum and were eventually run down. The starts previous, he's just his usual honest self, carries the weight. He's an honest horse. He goes forward, handles all conditions, so he's a horse that you can trust and he's a jockey that you can trust more importantly. And of course, Annabelle and those sexy colours, mate, that we know about, the Swiss Exile, famously made colours. So he's on top for me. And I will just have a save on Vega 1 as, as well. Now that, that $15 quote, I think it's a horse that has good wet track credentials. And I think I'm going to save there at around 15s. Nice. Um, I don't mind Love Tap at a little bit of odds. I, I thought two back was really good. I think that was on Cup Day when it won at the Grays race up at Flemington. Um, that was a nice win that day. It knocked me off that day as well. I wasn't on board. Um, and then at Kembla, pretty tough run. I know it's run 15th of 16, but I'm, I'm pretty happy to forgive Love Tap there. Mm. Got some sort of record on the wet ground as well, which I think is, is worth noting. And I just think that Oscar Zulu is coming out of the same form race. They've finished pretty similarly. And it's $3.60 and you get 12 bucks for Love Tap. So I'd rather take the $3 the place for her. Um, but again, tough little race, but there's, they're just it's such a compressed field, isn't it? They're all really even in talent. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And the favorite Oscar Zulu, it's another, it's another case of the J Mac tax. I just absolutely hate gate one for this horse. I just think it's going to be in the wrong part of the track turning, but if anyone can get that horse home, it's obviously J Mac a la Madame Pomery. So it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Well, hopefully, so, so I'm thinking Scalapini is probably our little joint best bet. Are we thinking that direction? Yeah, that, that's our step in. On a difficult day, there's only eight races. I think you've got to find one to sink your teeth into. So punters, we're going in race seven. It'll be Scalapini. Let's step in. Mark Zara, get that job done. Sit fifth or sixth in running, peel out and just win. If you're at work on Thursday and you're having a bit of a punt, let us know some cheeky ways you've gone about it. I wouldn't mind mm. hearing about how, how mm. some... Some of the people are getting away with this at work. I know I've got some pretty interesting ways that I get away with it at yep. uni and whatnot. Um, oh, uni yeah. was unbelievable, mate. You, you'd go in and map out the room to position yourself sitting away from the teacher. You'd put it in the top right-hand corner, the Racing New South Wales live feed. You'd get a few odds going. Unbelievable stuff, mate. Too good. Well, good luck if you're having a punt, punters. Jackson, if you're having a punt as well, mate, good luck and hope you enjoy the rest of your week, brother. It's you know, good to be I'm back. having a punt, mate. You always know I'm sitting <laughs> in. Good luck, punters. It's good to be back. <laughs> Love Thanks, your work. Guys.